0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome in to episode 16 of K-Fave Council, the show where we review and critique news topics and segments in the world of professional wrestling. My name is Pretty Tony, and alongside me, as always, is TF Joker. Joker, what's crack, brother? What's going on?
1: It, it, it's strange. We, we've we've messed up my time, PT. I don't know what's going on. It's the midweek. What What are we doing? Why are we here? What's going on?
0: It's a little weird. It's a little bizarre. It is midweek. Um, we have a midweek episode for you folks out here. So, based on the title, you already know what's going to happen. So, it's a little, uh, it's a little different. But you know, it's okay. Changes sometimes. A little change is okay.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. We'll, we'll we'll go with the little change being all right. Just there hasn't been enough wrestling on in the week, and normally we've watched. know a lot of ours are wrestling really so far i've only watched three so
0: yeah for the most part since we are recording kind of earlier in the week we've only really had a chance or the opportunity that raw's been on nxt has been on and that's kind of about it this is we are recording on a early on wednesday so dynamite has not happened as of yet but yeah still uh, it's still always fun to talk to you bud
1: Yeah, yeah yeah no definitely like it's not as if i absolutely hit this or anything But, you know, it's it's one of those things that I'm like, uh, strange.
0: Certainly different, but it's all good. We're looking forward to to the show when whenever we do a show kind of like this, we've always get into interesting discussions and spout symbolics and kind of do some things. So I'm always jones for this. So definitely this this episode should should be fun for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. There's there's 16. Possible topics for nonsense and bollocks. Yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of potential here.
0: Yeah, for sure. So appreciate you coming on this journey with us during this slightly different programming piece. Once again, to mention it before we mention it, at the towards the end of the last show. But the premise for having an earlier episode this particular week is because your old pal PT is moving in a couple days. If you're listening to this on launch day, hope you're having a good day. But if you're listening to this on launch day, in a couple days, E.T. will uproot his whole life and then move to a different place across the country. So we're getting an additional episode in so that we kind of don't lose sort of the moments that we have. And thank you for all the listens and all the watches. Thank you so much. But yeah, so we're definitely... want to get an episode out for you so that we can... Definitely have and share our thoughts before the big weekend upcoming.
1: Yeah, PT had decided that he was going to up sticks, move, you know, give himself give himself some time to breathe away. And then wrestling was like, oh, by the way, we have two pay-per-views on that weekend. So he was like, oh, well, I've already made plans. So what do we do? <laughs> you will
0: know, figure it out. We're live, pal. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, so.
1: we're, we're live.
0: But yeah, so... Hence the nature of the earlier episode, but not regardless, this should be a fun conversation and kind of good prediction. So thank you for coming along on this journey with us. All right. As a reminder, you can find us in video form at youtube.com slash and in audio form wherever you get your podcasts from. On this week's episode, we look at WWE Clash at the Castle predictions and or double shot. We also look at AEW's all out predictions. But coming up first.
2: WWE. Clash at the castle. So this one. Once again. Little context for
0: this. Will be in. The UK. For the pretty much the first time. Since Wrestlemania 1992. Which took place in Wembley Stadium. So huge. Huge event in pay per view again, for the first time in pretty much 30 years. So I know for our UK fans and contingent, folks are just like super Jones, just to have like a large scale show for the first time and in, in many of folks' lives and many for a long time. So for Joker, for you, just, you know, being in the UK yourself, like what if, for you, is it something that you're kind of excited for it to be a little bit more local?
1: Um, Yes and no, honestly, because it's not, quite local for me because I am in northern ireland there is still some water separating myself and wheels um it's it's one of those things that I'm like looking at going okay cool this is this is something that could be interesting if they maybe do this once every two every year every two years you know are they going to give us a big show um because you know the 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 uk fans they they definitely do Love their wrestling, and they want to see. Uh, they want to see the uh, the Fed come over and and put on a show like they they normally do over in uh, over in murgaland But I personally would like to see it happen more often. Before I'm like, yeah, this is something that we can get excited about because a one off is just like, oh well, you know, cool. Not everybody's going to get to go to this one, myself included. Uh, so it'll still just be a case of I'll watch it on the TV and um hopefully everybody that's going is going to have an absolutely great time and uh, it lends itself the hospitality lends itself to WWE coming over once again
0: yeah for the most part even back going back to the new generation in the mid 90s that WWE also was just had large success when they whenever they went to the when, when to Europe itself, so into the UK, into the other parts like Germany and, and Austria, and kind of did the whole sort of European tour, things of that nature. So folks are always excited again with the WWE being a, an American-based and a North American-based company. Traveling abroad and doing other countries isn't something they sort of do often. They sometimes, I think, once or twice a year will visit the uh, the uk sometimes usually right after mania and then sort of right around this time in late august to september's time but either way it's always good to have some have some big shows and kind of have just kind of fun and if this goes well which depending on ticket sales it's looked like it was at least successful maybe this can continue more
1: yeah, I mean, like they it's not as if to say that they've never been to the UK. They have made their way across to Ireland and Northern Ireland and uh they have put on shows in Belfast they have been to uh the SSE Arena and watched the um what well, would have been the Odyssey Arena at the time, the uh watched some of the, the the live events. Um not the premium live events, just the normal live events, you know, the ones that aren't recorded uh they were always good good crack like me and my mates would get the bus down from cold rain and we'd uh we'd have a couple of drinks and we'd be the rowdy ones you know shouting and, and getting on and then we'd uh then we'd head back up on the bus and and we'd do it again the next year it was uh, it was always a good way because it's always fun whenever you find people that you work with that are, are wrestling fans and you just have a couple of beers on the way down and uh you just you just have a laugh and um, We never got to see anything, you know, too major, like there was no Undertaker big entrances or anything or, um, I can honestly say that most of the stuff is just, they were all B-tier matches, uh, so it would be really, really nice to see in a live event, personally for me I would love to be able to, like, look at this and go, oh, they're coming to, to London or Dublin or whatever get my, get my way over there and, uh just be able to watch, like A a singles match for the actual title, like regardless of whether or not it changes hands, we'll see if either of us think that's going to happen. But the fact that it, you know, you go into it going, there's actual doubt here because they're recording this and multiple people are watching it, as opposed to, oh yeah, no, (laughs) the champ's not dropping the belt. This is pointless. We're just here for the spots.
0: All right. Well, appreciate you sharing your experience again. Not a not always a huge amount of opportunities for in the in the UK and and abroad to see the WWE but awesome this one looks like it should be uh, should be kind of just a fun match for everybody so we'll kick into it proper here with the first matchup we're gonna look at as Edge and Rey Mysterio take on the Judgment Day of Damian Priest and Finn Balor so as we're aware the going back a couple of months here that the Judgment Day Turned on edge. So he's looking to get his vengeance and they've been feuding with the Mysterios and even most recently on Monday Night Raw we see that they called out edge and now he's looking to Kind of get his revenge and so we're sort of seeing the blow-off between combining these two feuges, Feuds rather of edge and Rey, the Mysterio family taking on the Judgment Day So how are you how do you see this one? What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, this is this is difficult. Like, part part of me is like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of way done with these feuds, um, and other ways, it's like, why? You know, I don't know how to end this. Like, it's just one of those things that seems to keep on going. Like, even though we've had these matches where you've had Damian Priest versus Edge, uh, you know, you've had um, Finn Balor sort of. Branching out and, and fighting AJ and stuff, and you're just like, well, okay, cool, what's what's kind of going on? And then you've got the X factor
2: of um of uh of Rhea Ripley, who's just like okay, cool. Rhea is
1: mind gaming Dominic and uh there's a lot to be said for the son turning on the father, especially whenever he has been, you know, maybe putting in a little bit of extra work saying, I don't trust Edge or I don't like Edge or recently. It's like, why don't you trust me to, to tag with you? And is, Ray is nice enough to say, well, every time I have tagged with you, we're lost, son. So, you know, kindly calm the hell down. I need somebody who's going to help me win for once. Um. So, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's very difficult to look at and go, there's an awful lot riding on this because is there
0: yeah it's an interesting to note once again you mentioned the x-factor of rhea ripley been playing a large role especially in the mind games against dominic and then just sort of physically standing between judgment day and their opponents so there's a lot of things i think this is definitely going to play a factor and then the whole soul the subtle excuse me the subtle nature of the possible heel turn by dominic so this one's is a, is a very challenging one and kind of very interlaced
2: storylines but that notwithstanding who do you think is going to take this one um
1: i have a very hard time because i was thinking i was thinking earlier one team and then i was thinking you know even earlier than that the other team and even now i'm kind of like
2: split the only thing I can, you know, straight
1: gut say is um, the Judgment Day win with a sort of outside-of-the-ring uh, sort of story going on with Rhea and Dominic, um, whether or not uh, Rhea gets distracted, ends up getting pinned, um, I feel like there's, there's so many different angles for betrayal. Because we could see the Dominic angle, we could see the edge angle, I can even possibly see a Damian Priest turning on the Judgment Day angle, like, as as weird as that might sound. Um, There's just so many angles here that I'm like, ah, I'm spoiled for choice, I kind of want to be over at the same time, so I would like it to be Dominic, kind of distracting or turning on whatever it needs to be. He doesn't even have to turn on his dad. He can turn on Edge, you know, because you know he doesn't even have to turn on him and then join the Judgment Day uh, and just be like, you you betrayed me, Dad, and have the whole Star Wars moment, and uh, then yeah, Judgment Day walk away with uh, with Dominic and they go on a reign of terror and stuff like that there. Because I don't think Edge is much longer for the WWE. He was he was rumored to be talking about retirement matches but I don't know how much credence to give that.
0: To so that last point, there was a, during the Raw, I think it was two weeks ago when they were in Toronto, Edge's hometown, post-match, which was not televised just for the crowd, but it was shared on Twitter how he said, roughly, WWE comes to Canada slash Toronto once a year, roughly, at around that time. And he said, man, it'd be nice to to wind down and retire in front of you guys on my terms in my hometown in front of this type of thing so again since it was set off camera type of thing we don't know specifically but it's kind of a tough piece so put some closure on that notwithstanding I'm in so I'm going to say the judgment day take the win here because of some kind of commotion slash uh, distraction by Rhea Ripley and that Dominic will get frustrated and push edge post-match and sort of then kind of unofficially potentially align with the uh, judgment day so that he doesn't turn on his father because i know that both of them kind of don't want to fight each other at first shoots type of thing so if he turns yeah. on edge it gives him credence and then he can interact with ray how well uh, you've lost your way dominic the that and a third so yeah uh sh- sort of schmaz finish but distraction win for judgment day all right, coming up to the next match here, we have the singles match for the Intercontinental Championship as champion Gunther takes on Sheamus. So Sheamus essentially won a uh, fatal four-five-way match a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, which I believe was the one in Montreal, which Sami Zayn got a huge pop for. came away with a victory in the multi-man match And they had a big old stare down last week on SmackDown and just kind of, man, had their little followers and, and folks with the Ludwig on Gunther's side and the brawling brutes for, uh, butch and Ridge Holland on Sheamus's side, but nice little stare down kind of with that. They got them under control and it was just kind of controlled chaos, but regardless, Very nice sort of piece. Again, we're having this in Cardiff, Wales, but we see uh, an Austrian champion taking on an Irishman for that. So actually, it's a nice sort of international feel for this. But I think this is just going to be just a hard hitting matchup. So what do you what do you see in this one?
1: Yeah, I love the start on. I love the stare down, the the sort of look of Butch, you know, fighting Ludwig, uh, and then the two dads just staring each other down as their kids rolled around on the floor. Um, I I pretty much remember seeing this exact scene um, whenever I was a kid uh, at the play park and stuff. As two dads were fight, as as two dads were having a conversation and their kids were just having a having a Barney. Um, yeah, definitely was 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 funny to watch uh for sure um and i can't disagree this is going to be hard-hitting sheamus is going to be red raw like there is no doubt in my mind that that man might even start bleeding with it from the welts that gunther is going to give him but gunther is also going to have that red chest 10 beats the baron uh uh are going to uh be played all along that man's chest the uh the slaps from she uh, the slaps from gunther on the sheamus he's he's gonna have the red hands all over him um i, I can't wait to see this match this is honestly one match that i am looking forward to um,
2: because. I don't have a clue
1: who to root for. I just know that I'm going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's always fun when you can have just two big hosses beating seven shades just out of one another. The chops from Gunther onto Shamo. And then, of course, like you mentioned, the 10 beats from Seamus. Like, this is just going to be a hard hitting, just fun matchup. So, if you had to take a guess, you know, with the storyline of obviously Gunther being booked strong, but then the subtle piece of Seamus never having held the Intercontinental Championship. If you had to take a guess, who are you who Are you going to pick?
1: Seamus. 100% all the way. I don't think I can bet against Seamus. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to bet against Seamus. Uh, I love Seamus. Like, I think I've said this before. Like, anytime, you know, the, uh, the Irish contingent is, is in... The running for the for the titles i have to cheer for them uh they are some of my favorite wrestlers you've got becky you've got finn you got Sheamus in there you know you've got other people from the uk as well who i love to see um but i think i've mentioned those three specifically before and i just want him to be able to complete his set like this is the one thing that he needs is that the right thing to do probably not because, you know, you're wanting Gunther to be strong. You're wanting this, that, but, you know, all logic is going out the window. I don't care about who is, the, who is going to win. This is who I want to win because, selfish reasons, Seamus has to win.
0: Yeah, I feel like Seamus has been around for quite a while, too, and he's kind of getting up there in age. So this could be, potentially be his last opportunity to maybe hold a championship. So who do I want to win? Seamus, to get that Grand Slam. The feel good in in the UK feeling. Who do I see winning to continue? Gunther. So Mm. I wouldn't be mad, honestly, with either one of these guys winning and having the championship, but that's kind of how I feel. So with Gunther just not having a ton of defenses and not having it sort of an opportunity to kind of show that piece. But yeah, I want Seamus to win, but I see Gunther taking the win.
1: Gunther being one of the, in fact, Gunther being the longest winning NXT UK championship, I believe uh he he has a lot of fans in the uk as well like it's not as if he's he's not loved by the uk or anything it's just selfish reasons i want sheamus to do this for his own uh for his own come up for his own completion sake for you know the fact that you know he 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 deserves this uh in my opinion uh but like yeah gunther you can't root against him um either way the outcome of this match is gonna be uh great um, and I'm not gonna be mad at it. I can't be mad at it.
0: Agreed. I'll just I'll be content with either one of these guys winning. Right, we move on to the next match. Grudge match of sorts between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. So this one sort of stems back from a little bit beforehand with taking jabs at one another, but sort of gained a lot of steam at this week this year's past money in the bank event where both of them were in the match and essentially hit a big move where uh, riddle ended up hitting an RKO off the ladder onto Seth and it looked pretty nasty but thankfully both men weren't injured specifically Seth but taking a lot of shots at one another and getting a little bit personal and specifically this past week on Monday Night Raw they had a Interview being from separate rooms and once again taking shots at one another and then when they quote-unquote were off-camera Nice little touch WWE But they got super personal with riddle talking about uh, The man Becky Lynch wearing the pants and kind of being the the big dog in a sense But Seth just almost sort of breaking character and he was just like hey, you know, don't you come at my family you know, with your, with your whole wife and and the kids left and type of thing. And sort of, you got to see Riddle break that, that kind of cool, calm collective, that old school Rob Van Dam kind of like, no worries, bruh, type of thing. And just be like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. So very heated leading into it. What are your, what are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Um, yeah, this one is is kind of one of those filler matches for me where they have they have they pulled it from SummerSlam, which is a good idea. Like it didn't have enough legs under it to sort of get there. Over the last few weeks, we've seen them come at each other, and even before the show, there was the uh, there was the fan camera
0: a parking lot brawl,
1: parking lot brawl. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really great. It was it's a great touch. They've added these little bits, you know. Um it's it's doing a really good uh deal of blurring the lines because there was um there was the animosity between the two from beforehand when Matt Riddle's ex-wife uh had made comments about Becky and there was rumors, however strong these rumors are. I'm not I'm sure I wasn't uh wasn't so much thinking about the backstage politics here, uh, where Seth didn't want to work with Matt at that time, uh, because, obviously, of these, uh, these comments made, um, so obviously that has changed, or was never true in the first place, whatever it may be, but, um, the pot shots from Seth to, to Matt about the wife taking the kids, um, the very real sense of anger and vitriol from uh from Matt riddle obviously now uh, also as a sad note getting his first name back congratulations Matt you're not right, Matt riddle as opposed to riddle a problem um so it, it was really good to see that these
2: guys are comfortable putting outside uh outside influences into their promos
1: um comfortable, I don't know how comfortable they are, uh, as you said, they were off the air, um, they weren't supposed to be recording, it's like, you know, uh, it's always it's always uh, hard to tell. Um, as much as people are like, oh yeah, kayfabe, kayfabe doesn't exist anymore because of social media and stuff, it's always hard to tell where it, where it blurs, and this is a very good build-up uh, to show exactly that.
0: The fact that, again, we have some conjecture on they may not have had the best relationship prior because of those things you mentioned, but regardless that they can at least be professional enough to work with one another, and we're seeing that to at least to an extent where they can kind of seem to put that aside and again just be able to put on a match type of thing which I'm sure they talked about it beforehand, and we won't even get into the, uh, the the whole Eddie Kingston, Sammy Guevara, where they apparently didn't communicate and didn't clear it in one another type of thing. That's been talked to death, of course, but notwithstanding. So the whole thing about kayfabe that if the fans can't tell whether it's a story or it's real, you're doing your job very, very well. But yeah, I, at least they're... Beforehand like leading into somersand before it was sort of pushed to the side Man, this was this was so cool and just kind of like it was tepid and I just wasn't feeling this But they're at least kind of giving you something to be to draw your draw you in and make you feel like okay This is a reason why they're fighting. So Mm -hmm. at least it's at least it's heated up a little bit, but with that What do you what do you see? What do you see winning this matchup?
1: I definitely agree with your final point there like that is definitely uh the best decision was to to reheat this on the stove. Um and because of that I have more of an interest, even though it is a filler match. Um because of that, I'm not sure Matt Riddle can take another uh loss. Um Seth can always take a loss, regardless. Like I think I've pretty much said this before, like that man can lose every match and will still remain hot. Um Neither of them in their past outings on the pay-per-views have done very well, Um, with Riddle having, you know, come up short against the, the Tribal Chief, Head of the Table, the King of All Kings, the man who has spent two years at the top, Um and, you know, Seth has is, is, is just been sort of losing or not participating. Seth Rollins wins this, for me, personally. Um to end this like this will be the absolute end of this and then they'll go their separate ways. I feel like there won't be any shenanigans um because there's nobody else to involve in this. Um I feel like it will be a sneaky win, of course. Uh as Seth will will want to do, but um yeah, I don't I don't really see any other kind of ending to this personally. need to give Seth some uh, some building blocks back in my in my opinion
0: I'll agree with you for that for sure that both individuals, Seth and and Riddle himself have been coming off of on the snide or coming on off losing for a good amount for the most part you saw Seth most famously losing three matches in a row to Cody didn't win the money in the bank he just he doesn't have a ton of momentum but he can still be that character guy and I agree that seth losing does does less to hurt him riddle kind of with the same thing lost to roman reigns kind of been sort of passive he did like a couple tag matches with like the street profits and things as such but really hasn't kind of got momentum and just into this feud i would feel that a win would mean more to matt riddle but I feel like to reheat Seth, I'm going with Seth on this one for sure. So Seth for the win, I agree.
1: Yeah, he definitely feels like he needs more of it right now, especially after that trio of losses against Cody and not really doing anything. And with the rumors of, um, you know, Roman Reigns, head of the table, king of all kings, man of two years, et cetera, et cetera, whatever else I need to call him, possibly dropping the belts. We do need to start building up our stars again, giving them wins, making them credible. And uh, who more credible than Seth freaking Rollins?
0: Yeah, this matchup's going to be another just two athletic guys just kind of going at it and kind of see where it goes. So this will be another one to watch. All right, coming up to our next match a six woman tag featuring Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair taking on control of bailey dakota kai and io sky so this one again with the huge return of bailey and the introduction of dakota kai Io sky alongside her i've just been calling her shots and running rampant most feech- featuring dakota kai and io sky going to the finals of the wwe women's tag team championship match finals tournament but coming up short and kind of jaw jacking at one another and stuff so at least with this, there's just going to be six, six women who, again, who are very athletic and can definitely just do some moves and just kind of get you interested. And this one's just going to be fun for sure. But what do you see about this one
1: here? Uh, I, hit, I hit the name control. Like, I, I, I want them to stop calling themselves that. I just don't like it.
0: They're controlling I, their narrative.
1: Don't you ever say that again. Wash go and wash her mouth out with soap, PT. Yeah, I can't believe. I can't believe you even did that. Um, I love Bailey, I love Dakota Kai, I love Eosky. I almost did a silly and called her Dakota Sky, but you know. Um I love these three. I think they're
2: great. I think um the possible
1: botch finish of the uh of the tag of the the women's tag team tournament final uh you know with with the way that kind of went out is interesting um i feel like that was done to keep the tag titles temporarily away from kai and sky um because there's going to be some interesting developments in the coming weeks with those titles uh If you need me to spell it out, then clearly you haven't been paying attention, but they will come into it, Um and I feel like the hunger and the sort of vitriol and anger that they possibly have will be sort of pointed towards Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca. Um, the promos for these three have been somewhat awkward with Alexa sort of leading into what Asuka's trying to say. Bianca kind of going semi heelish ish in her taunts. Um, I don't think any of them have been particularly strong in my opinion. I haven't enjoyed any of their promos for a while. Like, I don't think Bianca has cut a promo where I've been like oh yeah, yeah yeah you're cool. Uh Asuka is Asuka is best when she's not trying to play up. I, I really like her as a heel. I really prefer Asuka as a heel. Uh whenever she's got her promos. Um and Alexa Bliss kind of almost feels awkward in here cuz I don't know to me she's little Miss Bliss, you know,
2: she's just so Sneaky,
1: conniving, if those are the words to use, like I I just feel like she's more suited to the Bailey side of this kind of fight. Um, So to me, I'm very disjointed from the trios that are here,
2: Um, and I don't know how to sort of uh, fix
1: that in my head going forward.
0: I'll, I'll agree with you in the sense that the promos themselves haven't been the strongest, but I do appreciate them putting in the effort, kind of try to give it some socks. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and feeling at least with the Bailey Dakota Kai and EOS Sky, we're getting some fresh matchups. You know, it has, whether that's a shooter and kayfabe, definitely have breathed some life back into a women's division that just needed to get a little bit more variety and kind of slow down with the rematches. But this one again. This is just kind of going to be uh, a fun match and you kind of at least we have slightly, you know, just different matchups between these ladies in the in the match here. So, I think the what we'll see is a strong matchup that may have not been hot on the mic but will definitely be hot in the ring. So, with that, who do you see winning this one?
2: Um Bailey,
1: Dakota, and you are gonna take it from me. Uh I like I said, I feel like them coming off the loss, the embarrassment. Uh Bailey being chased off by Alexa, Asuka, and Bianca again, her, her sort of prancing after as she was chasing. I don't know if you if you caught it, like she was prant like but Bianca was prancing after uh Bailey and stuff. And I was just kind of that's, that's a wee bit awkward. Like, are you trying to be Funny here? You trying to be trying to be cocky? Like, not hundred percent sure what you're trying to lean in with that. But um, I just look at it as Bianca is not taking the pin. I reckon personally, the pin is going to come uh, from Dakota on the Alexa. I feel like that is probably going to possibly be one of the one of the pinning combinations that is most likely. Uh I don't think Billy is if Billy pins Bianca, then we have a whole new kettle of fish going on. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Billy uh, pin Bianca, but I don't think that's the way it's gonna go. Um, and the only other one that can happen, uh, because I'd love to see them fight in a singles match is uh EO pinning Asuka and Asuka taking really um, really big umbrage against it. So um uh, definitely see Billy Dakota and Eo winning this. Um and I, I I just don't think the good guys get
2: get it this time because two of them are good guys. Technically, only one of them, and what that one person's
1: not acting like a good guy. So ugh.
0: I'm in agreement with you. I believe Bailey Dakota Kai and Sky will win this matchup to get that momentum and you know to kind of keep them hot. The nature of I do, I do like the piece that you said, if a Bailey ends up pinning Bianca, it could spark off a little of that type of thing and kind of get them kind of feuding, but I do feel like it'll be one of the other two ladies, Kai or Sky, getting the pinfall or submission on Bliss or Asuka, so either way, I definitely see those ladies winning over the babyface team. All right, coming up to our next matchup here for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship champion, Liv Morgan, taking on Shayna Baszler. So we see Liv here holding the championship. Last we saw during that contract signing with Shayna, Shayna just getting ramped up by the passing by Ronda Rousey, trying to get her toughness and her vitriol and her and her kind of shark nature back. Last we saw Liv essentially just in arm in the arm brace and getting roughed up and getting kicked in the face. But yeah, it's the whole fight of sort of the scrappy underdog Liv taking on sort of the just overall tough opponent that is Shayna Baszler. So what do you see about this one?
1: So obviously the last week, maybe two weeks almost, we haven't really seen much of either of them. Owing to the fact that Liv is nursing that arm, um, I don't think that that is anything short of uh, you know, a really sore arm, so it's just clearly having that uh, quickly rehab and they don't want to mess anything up. Um, it hasn't cooled off for me, because at the same time, how do you not get excited for the way Shayna Baszler is being tormented right now? By VKM, she was crippled, and by Papa Itch, she's born again. In my opinion, this could
2: be short, sweet, and not at all surprising. 100%
0: On 100% she's seen a resurgence in her confidence in, in the feel and the sort of the presentation under Papa H just taking over creative again. Yeah, this one is either going to be I am in agreeance of really short matchup or it's going to go the guts of 10 minutes and and we kind of see one take it. So with that, who do you see taking the win in this one?
1: It's unfortunate because I really like Liv and I've wanted her, you know, obviously to, to pull ahead and whenever she she won the, the Smack Women's Championship. I was super happy for her. But it's like having your favorite candy bar and then being given your other favourite candy bar and you're just kinda like, Well I've you know, I've had some of that, I really want this. Sheena is gonna win. And it's not even going to be close.
2: I kind of am in
0: agreement with you. I have the sneaky suspicion that it might be a quick win for Baszler. Like, just not a long match, maybe five minutes or so like that, and just Liv getting dominated. And this is not to take anything away from Liv, but I don't know, man. I, I like Liv. I like Shayna. Both ladies for different reasons. But I have a feeling with the potential matchups with Shayna taking the title and potential team slash rivalry with Ronda and other things like that sprinkled in, I feel like again, with the resurgence under Papa H Shane's is going to take that.
1: I mean, we've, we've said it before people know it, uh, if you, if you've watched any sort of amount of wrestling, baby fierce champions, it's all in the chase, it's never in the holding of the title. It's very rare. Do you ever get something that's you know enthralling that doesn't end up with a heel turn, uh, and then them losing it, or you know this that or the other? I feel like Liv is not the sort of person to have a long reign because she she deserves what uh, you know being recognized as a SmackDown Women's uh, Champion, like as as however she got it, that's you know, besides the point. She did the work, she was recognized, and she got to go ahead to be the champion. That is that is all in the past now, because now we have somebody who is facing that resurgence, and like we like I've said before, she will she will dominate this uh this uh women's division on SmackDown, and it's the way she should have been booked before. Um, I don't like the title being on any one person for an awful long period of time. I'm actually quite sick of Bianca having the title. I'm really sick of Roman having the titles. You know, I I, I do like to see uh, after a few months if it's kind of gone steel, that maybe they should start looking somewhere else. And Liv is sort of, she's already outstayed her welcome for me.
0: Yeah, with a little bit of those boos kind of getting with the sort of the fan reaction a couple of weeks back and the you tapped out and things as such. There's a contingent that turned on her a little bit, but
1: I don't know. I think that, tap out, that tap out thing was just... That was the end. I don't know why they booked it like that. That was the end for her, honestly. Like, an awful lot of people, it, it didn't come back. Like, I don't know what it was, why they did that, if it was to introduce some sort of intrigue that they never got around to, but... For some people, that was just the end of it.
0: Yeah, it can be weird when you try to do sort of weird booking with a, with a scrappy baby face type of thing. But yeah, it was it was an attempt at it, but I don't know, it fell flat for some people clearly. So, But we both see Shayna taking this one and taking the SmackDown Women's Championship. All right, and then coming into the last match here, the champion with the undisputed WWE Universal Champion we see championship rather we see the champion Roman Reigns taking on Challenger Drew McIntyre So this is the build of course. We've seen the last interaction between these two guys last week on Smackdown where man that match between Sammy and Drew and then at the end just drew just getting decimated and being laid out by not only Roman but the Usos and Sammy and just leaving Drew just left in a pile in the middle of the ring. But one would lead you to believe that because he took a beating on the previous edition of television that he would get his revenge and his comeuppance at the pay-per-view. But this is unfortunately this is a Roman Reigns hitting the official two year mark. He's only got five more years to hit the seven year mark and hit that Bruno san martino a mark there of seven years as champion. so yeah if you know you know but it's looking quite an interesting piece with drew being the challenger in the uk night not quite in his backyard not quite in his hometown but at least kind of having the european that uk contingent sort of on his side so interesting one to look at what do you see about this matchup joker
1: PT as per usual, just trying to be the Bruno San Martino mark. Uh, you know, always wanting, always wanting Roman to outshine, outshine him. Uh it's not going to happen, bud. Come on, calm down. Two years is is a long time, and he hadn't even been on the screen that much in the last six to eight months. So, uh, just, 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 I'm just uh, anyway. Um, yeah, again, we we had the conversation about uh, Drew being in his uh, in his backyard beforehand. Um, I I made the the comparison with uh, with tennis as well. That uh, whenever people from uh, around the UK are doing well, they're called British if they're not from specifically from England. Uh, and if they lose, they are referred to from where they from where they live. Uh, case in point, Andy Murray of tennis fame. Whenever he was winning, he was British. Whenever he was losing, he was Scottish. And that is probably where people get this whole backyard from, because the UK is really small, and, you know, it's I don't know why they want to do this sort of thing. It's a little bit silly. It makes Drew look silly. He's going to wheels to fight for this thing. Like, sure, he's in the UK. Okay, cool. That is that is great. But his whole name is the Scottish Warrior. Not the Welsh Wanderer or whatever you want to call him.
2: The Welsh like, Wanderer.
1: Yeah, Welsh Wanderer. Um but he is the Scottish Warrior. So like he's a stone's throw away from his home if you if you want to think in the grand scale of things. Um but uh yeah, it it's just that little bit of Narrative has kind of irked me a little bit. I'm sure it's irked a, a few people as well, but it's kind of here and there. Um, this all started with him kind of calling his shot as well, which I like. Like, an awful lot of people don't get matches these days just by calling their shot. Uh, they have to go through some sort of um gimmick match, they have to fight in a five way, they have to fight in a four way, have to fight in a handicap match, they have to fight in a tournament um you know whatever it may be but um it was nice to see drew who carried the company in the thunderdome era uh who did so much good publicity for the for the company i think he's he's a really really good um mouthpiece for the company um it's really good to see him having the opportunity to fight for the unified undisputed w w e universal championship, whatever you want to call the dang thing um because there's the possibility that he could do even even greater things with it. The problem I have with it is it's still two belts, and I just kinda i really don't want two belts on one person, regardless of his Roman, regardless of it's drew i don't I don't like the the stipulation i don't like this guru title anymore
0: yeah there's been conjecture on whether or not whatever the result of it is perhaps if it's a drew win that they might say they slipped into the contract of paul Heyman saying oh you beat me but it's only for one of the belts type of thing so they have been thinking about potentially maybe splitting them back up once again It's it's certainly an interesting piece. I I feel I'm in agreement that when you have in this in this scenario two world titles on one person, they have the opportunity to get overexposed and for folks to kind of kind of get sick of that individual. But the fact that uh, Roman is part time and really just not on television sort of fixes that. But then it's a detriment type of thing. You sort of get that sort of absentee champion type of thing. So there's a lot of folks that are saying it's getting long in the tooth type of thing. And I don't know with the fact that drew is in the UK and to make a huge pop and a big presence and to make the show feel strong and to send the folks home happy having a person from the UK win the huge championship in the UK and a big show would do really good business. That's all I'm saying. But that notwithstanding, where do you see the mat? Where do you see the result of this matchup? 100%
1: 100% agree. It would do really good business uh, to see Drew win. Um, the only problem I have is the aforementioned stipulation of it being the Uwu title. Uh, if, by some miracle, the re- the pre recorded show this coming Friday reveals the stipulation, you know, even though somehow it's managed to stay sealed for a week, which I doubt. Um, that, yeah, it is 100% only for one of the titles and you get to pick, um, it's, I kind of see Roman retaining, because the stipulation hasn't been mentioned beforehand. It's, it's, I don't want to say it, because I really want Drew to win. I honestly, it's, it's like, it's like Sheamus, it's like, I, I, I want him to come in and I want him to to win and I want him to have that reign in front of people for him to get that crowd roar. Like that that pop, that roar, that absolute mad mentality we had when he won the rumble uh before the before the whole pandemic hit. I want him to experience that again. I want him to win. And I want him want him to have it in his hometown. Um it'd be amazing. And I, 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 I want it. But
2: because of the UWU title being two belts, it's got to be Roman.
0: Like the aforementioned, I said again, a UK-based wrestler winning world championship at a UK event would do phenomenal for business, as well as Drew being the babyface send the fo- send the folks home happy type of thing, and lead to other just prominent potential business in the UK it would be really smart to do it have drew win for sure you have some sort of conjecture on whether or not they feel like is he the guy to take it off roman is it time now type of thing so that notwithstanding i want drew to win to kind of put a bookend on this and to kind of create fresh matchups but i feel like roman is going to retain
1: yeah i mean to to your point there as well it's like. If it's not Drew, who's it ever going to be? You're this right. is the this is the real problem. Like they have to pull the trigger on someone. It has to be uh, put on to somebody who, for all intents and purposes, Roman's already beat because he's beat practically everybody. The only person he hasn't beat is Cody, and Cody's not here. I don't think people will uh, want to wait and see whenever Cody gets back for that Royal Rumble surprise entry, number 30 comes in and wins it anyway. it. Um, okay. And, you know, him going to WrestleMania, I think, I honestly think Roman should already have lost the titles by then. They should already be split by then. I don't think that these titles are long for being twinned. Um, and I just hope
2: that uh, the higher-ups see that and make
1: the decision Sooner rather than later, if not Drew,
0: who? Hey. In agreeance you got to have strong competitors, and and the way they've booked and been situated, just you know, they haven't had. It's made everybody just you go up against Roman Reigns, you lose, and I get sort of tired of the, of more so. It's just interference every single match, and it's the same sort of match every single time it's just, again, it's getting long in the tooth for me. So it be a nice surprise to change it up, get fresh, and it's not taking anything against Roman. But it's just, I think, feel like folks kind of want to change now. Yep. But those are our predictions for WWE Clash at the Castle. Let us know if you agree or disagree with us. Let us know down in the comments below or on Twitter or Instagram what your thoughts and predictions are for Clash at the Castle. All right, coming up next here, we have predictions for AEW's All Out pay-per-view coming Sunday. I'm going to start off just announced the other day on Twitter we have on the buy-in pre-show a rematch between Otomohiro Ishii and Eddie Kingston. So this is going to be another one of a hard-hitting matchup. You get two hosses that are just going to go and just Another one, sort of like Shades of Gunther and Shamo just beating seven shades out of one another. So, if anything, man, this is going to be fun to watch. So, what do you see about this one, Joker? Uh,
1: I honestly feel like one of them is going to knock the other one clean out. Because
2: watching Tomohiro Ishii in G1, he... Epitomizes that
1: guy who has gotten to the point of his career where everyone respects him for being hard. Like this guy is just hard as F. And no one really wants to mess with him because when you do, you get chopped, and you get chopped hard. You
2: just get absolutely marked. Um, and then you got Eddie Kingston
1: who also chops. You know, I, I, love these, I love these guys who chop. I don't know what it is. Recently, it's just been if you if you do big chops like Gunther, you know, like I'm, I'm just like, yes, I want to I want to hear you just smack someone's chest and cave in a couple of ribs. Uh this being obviously only a recent thing, um uh a recent addition rather. Uh I feel like Eddie is being marched out to uh the firing squad here, and I feel like Tom she is just going to walk all over him uh not really not walk all over him but i feel like he's going to get the win in this regard um just because i feel like eddie's probably that guy It's like yeah i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna lie
2: down for him
0: do you see ishii taking this one yeah gotcha this one's gonna be fun to watch i'll disagree with you i'll say eddie's gonna take it so okay okay but either way like if Ishii wins or, or Eddie wins, I'm good with either, man. This is just going to be yeah. just- Yeah. and they're this just- This is gonna...
1: legitimately going to be like the Gunther Sheamus as much, like you mentioned. It is, le- it's going to be heavy hitting, can't be angry with who wins, because at the end of the day, you're going to get five, 10 minutes of people who at the end of it are probably going to need some help breathing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. This one's just going to be a fun matchup. We're split on the decision, but we are happy with either one of these guys taking away the win. All right here. So as a reminder, this is being recorded before Dynamite has aired. So at the moment, there's only one match on the buy-in pre-show and the matches we are going to discuss are the ones that have been announced before Dynamite and Rampage have been here so at the moment we have 10 matchups including the one that we just spoke about so
1: we have made mention in our previous episode about how we dislike this up to the last minute waiting to announce matches it's no secret that we don't like it um personally you know this whole style of tk going super secret stuff is going to happen you have to tune in and buy it to find out it's like please don't do that Uh, you know you've made a mess of it with some people um there's very little room for just being known as the company who just throws stuff at the wall and hopes that something sticks please just come up with something that works
0: we mentioned it last episode that we feel a little disappointed in the build to all out here double or nothing as well as all out are Big marquee tent pole pay-per-views for AEW specifically with all out being sort of their sort of anniversary style show again, so Begs to be seen again with it being before dynamite. We're gonna speak on the 10 matches that we have listed and WWE and AEW have been guilty of you know what? On the smackdown before the pay-per-view and the rampage before we're gonna just announce three or four extra matches. So I'm probably sure that's going to happen, but we're going with what we got. Yep. All right, now to get into the show proper here, we're seeing a singles match for the AEW TBS championship as champion Jade Cargill takes on Athena. So we've been seeing that Athena and Jade have been poking at one another in the most recent weeks. And ever since Athena's debut, She's sort of been targeting Jade, so we're going back and forth and we've seen most recently with Jade destroying Athena's entrance gear and the wings and Just kind of going back and forth and distracting one another and type of thing So it's been quite a build and I'm glad we're finally getting the matchup here with these ladies So what are your thoughts on the matchup?
2: Yeah,
1: um I I I I've stated it before, like literally only a couple minutes ago. I hate having the title on any one person for way too long. Um, and Jade Cargill as dominant as she has been. How do you realistically continue to make the TBS Championship worth anything if it's only held by one person?
2: Um because it, it,
1: it has that same issue where if you hold it for far too long, then it's just kind of synonymous with that one person, does it really hold any weight, like only that person's held it, and what did they do Well, they just kind of hung around and, you know, had the odd squash match, which has really been Jade's uh, MO of late. Like she hasn't even really had any matches recently. Like her her, her counter hasn't went up. For for a long time it went it was taking over nice, you know, they were they were giving her people, you know, to, to crush, to to step on. Uh, I wasn't one of those people, you know, whatever. So you, you walk on you walk on through and you go Where is the line for Jade Cargill?
2: You know, I feel like It's coming. And honestly, I feel like Athena could be the one to do it.
0: Based on your response, you got my brain percolating a little bit on the nature of the Roman and Drew piece. Like, if who who you got, if who's going to be it, then it has to be someone. And Mm -hmm. based on Jade's length of reign and... Kind of Athena kind of being pushed and kind of being that person. And they've honestly had a little bit more interaction long term than any other person Jade's been in sort of a quote unquote rivalry with. So honestly, like I feel like if it's time, it's time. And I feel like Athena could be the person to do it. So with that, who do you see taking this one?
1: I do see Athena taking it. Um, there has been dissension in the ranks of the bodies uh, where Jade has sort of been stepping on the, uh, the newest addition, the temporary baddie. Layla Gray. That's the one thing we much Layla Gray. Uh, I was about to say Layla Hirsch, and that was the wrong one. Um, so Layla Gray has been sort of, uh, pushed around, you know, uh, trying to get her, her way in, and I can see it being a sort of turn and opportune uh moment for her to assist in athena uh getting the one up on jade cargill keeps jade looking strong removes the belt starts a new starts a new sort of uh feud and then allows jade to squash that one quickly and go on to face the aew interim women's champ
0: Interesting notes. I'm going to agree that I see Athena taking this matchup here again for the things that I mentioned. Been sort of the longest kind of simmering feud that Jade has had, and I feel like if Athena takes it, you can have Athena look strong, and then to your point you just made, I could see Jade potentially going after the interim AEW Women's Champion. So. I'm kind of in agreement with you. I feel like if it's time for Athena to take it and maybe see Jade switch gears a little bit, so.
1: Yeah, it definitely to me is time for her to get rid of that belt. Uh, Athena is definitely a perfect choice for, for holding this belt. And it solves my heated issue of hitting everything about the AW women's title by putting it on to one of their most successful title holders in Jade Cargill. So why not give your most successful champion the belt that you need to be the most successful? Um, it just, to me, makes sense. Uh, and I want to see... And it, it is the big problem here, because I want to see both of these women do well. I really like Athena. I really like Jade. I love Jade's presentation. I think Athena, uh, I, think, I think she's just amazing in the ring. Um, I have since you know the formerly known Ember Moon so it's just one of those things that uh this would in my opinion help all parties uh by elevating your women's division by giving a new champion belt and also freeing up one of your like I said most successful champions to pursue the uh
2: big belt
0: I wouldn't disagree I'd like to see it so we'll beg to be seen what happens on Sunday. Look at TK All right coming up to the next matchup here grudge match between Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs So the disillusion disillusion excuse me of the team Taz here See it coming to a head here where Ricky Starks ends up losing the FTW championship to hook cuts a post-match promo Ends up, getting Pearl harbored and, and attacked from behind by Powerhouse Hobbs, and they end up just kind of going at one another. Like bait, we end up having the ma- promo, which we highlighted as a quick hit last week's episode. Here, where it just Ricky very passionately talks about what's going on and ultimately challenges Powerhouse Hobbs, and Powerhouse Hobbs responds with a little bit of an assist from the factory, but. Man, this is a a sleeper match that you didn't think was gonna be good, but I'll, there's quite a bit of folks that are looking forward to this one. So, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. This is a mix of styles um, that I really enjoy. Uh, love both Ricky Starks and Parkhouse Hobbs. Uh, you're you're pointing out of the quick hit last week. You know your 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 choice of the quick hit, where Ricky's promo was. Absolutely amazing. I think I've mentioned it before where I i i see real shades of of the rock in him as well with his promos and you know, like you've mentioned before, the Ric Flair's uh the Ric Flair comparison too um you know I, I just I just love Ricky Sark. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Um and Farhouse Hobbs is showing that he doesn't need to be speaking, he just needs to be in a room. Like he does not have to have a mouthpiece, even though he benefited from Ricky being there and being his mouthpiece, he he just has to be in a room. Like, they're giving Hobbs a similar build to what Wardlow had, so this is Wardlow take two, uh, because they've given Wardlow uh, a title and then forgot that he existed, so... I'm really excited to see this match. Um, excited to see how Ricky plays it. Uh, excited to see how we get to the end.
0: Yeah, in agreeance, the contrast of styles, again, where we have Ricky, not to take anything away from his wrestling prowess, but we've we both agreed stronger on the mic, but still can go a bit in the ring. And we have, to your point, powerhouse, Hobbs just can be a presence in a room without saying anything so had a bit of a squash match before just to kind of cement the fact that he's Big hoss but this one's gonna definitely with the vitriol and, and the passion behind it Should be a fun matchup to watch again
2: contrast the style. So who do you see taking this one? Hobbs It is honestly it is a
1: flip of the coin for me, um, I see Hobbs taking this and all will become clear later on why I think so.
0: Yeah, this can going to be a coin flip too. I feel like if Hobbs wins it can propel him. It might do a little bit more for him than it for Ricky but then as the baby face Ricky kind of getting his revenge on the guy so coin flip for me in the moment I feel like uh, bookend and Kind of put an end to the storyline Ricky so But I I, this is another matchup. I wouldn't be mad at either one of these guys taking the victory So we're a little bit a little bit on the split decision, but like I said, I'm okay with both All right coming up to our next matchup here another grudge match here jungle boy takes on Christian Cage So this stems back from Christian Cage tutelage of the Jurassic Express jungle boy and luchasaurus eventually after They lost the tag team titles. We see Christian finally kind of turn on him and essentially just tired of sort of living not quite in the shadow, but just kind of Not being the main guy and kind of taking some shine off of him as just being the big star and jungle boy just being sort of the up-and-comer and and kind of not fully listening and kind of not learning fully under Christian Cage's learning tree. More recently, both guys have gotten a bit more personal, shall we say to sum it up? Because if we go into too much of it, it would be long elongated and you check out a couple of the quick hits as well on the YouTube channel. Christian Cage
1: would never do anything to attack Jungle Boy personally.
0: So both men have been kind of building it up and, taking some shots at one another but it's cooled off a little bit the last piece we've seen was a response from Christian Cage just saying that he accepts the match so it's cooled down just a little bit in this past week but again like we said this is just before the the show of dynamite so we'll see here but what are your thoughts on this matchup so far
1: yeah the build of this has been fine um i think the the whole jungle boy Coming back, where and wearing the t-shirt says Christian Cage is a, um, you know was was funny. Uh, the running him over was also you know kind of funny. Him taking it almost too far, you know, he almost ran over Skyevone as well. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it has cooled off for me. Um, the promo from Christian was weak. Absolutely weak sauce of him just accept accepting this thing. I wasn't kind of in there. I wasn't there for it anymore. Um this will be this'll be a match where uh you'll probably have Christian Cage try and run away and Luchasaurus will intimidate him back into the ring. Uh I see Jungle Boy taking this and finishing this off. Uh there's no need to continue this for me
2: um mainly because as one of the pillars jungle boy needs to be off doing literally anything else fair
0: enough i do see this as a segue piece for jungle boy once he got transitioned from being a tag team champion we'll have a good feud made sense for him to kind of be at least paired up with christian cage and have that bit of storyline so you see Jungle Boy taking it. I, in agreeance, will say Jungle Boy takes the win. It'll do a bit more for him than it will for Christian. Christian can remain strong and still be a player in AEW, but yeah, it'll definitely help Jungle Boy, both in the storyline as well as for him to beat a veteran that is Christian Cage. All right, coming up to our next matchup here, tag team match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. The champions, Swervenar, Glory, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland take on the acclaimed Anthony Bones and Mask Max Caster. So the build here was the gun club ended up... Yeah, not not too much of a build here. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, there was zero I'll,
1: build here, I'll, dude. I'll fill,
0: I'll fill in. The Swervenar Glory essentially comes in to make the save for... The acclaimed and a Daddy Ass himself against the Gun Club, and we cut to a backstage interview, a backstage kind of promo, and they're just say, "Hey, you're ranked. Let's get it." And that is our build, and the match was set. So, what are your thoughts on this matchup here?
1: Everybody loves the acclaimed. Like. The- I I feel like our love for the acclaimed cannot be stated any further than it already has been. You know, we, we mourn for the loss of the ass claimed. We rejoiced whenever Daddy Ass was welcomed back. Uh, you know, we don't care too much about the, the ass boys, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, Love Anthony Bowens. Love Max Caster. I think these two boys have so much potential going forward uh, in the tag team division and eventually in the singles divisions. Uh because um I really want to see both of them wearing wearing title belts, you know, big belt, TNT belt. I don't care. Give them everything. Um whenever they have uh whenever they've done everything they need to do in the tag team division, it's gonna be great. Um and the same can be said for in Our Glory. Big fan of Keith Lee. Um his cadence on his promos is interesting. Nobody quite speaks like him. Um Unless of I've... course
0: you play fantasy RPGs, then you might know
1: how he speaks. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> greetings and salutations.
1: Oh dear, yeah, he's. It's. I just love him. I just think his his cadence of his promos, the the way he uh, chooses his words, is interesting. Um, and. He should be allowed to talk on the mic more than he already is. Because at the minute he's kind of like semi uh sort of just making fun of people. And with with Swerve, and I'm kind of like, okay, cool. But you're not doing any matches. There's pictures of you sat in the sat in the chairs before, uh, before shows open reading books. Like, cool. Like I love you, Keith, but I need to see more of you on my screen. Less of you in this tag team division uh because i feel like yet again we have a billionaire that has no idea what to do with keith lake
0: yeah it's interesting to note that swerve sort of in our glory since they've won it really haven't been featured a ton maybe have had one defense or just a couple matchups just all they together I, They I, defend again i believe they had one defense I know they had the matchup against Tony Nese and Josh Woods. I know they had a match against private party at the least for sure. Mm. But again, they just haven't been featured a ton from, they feel like they've been featured more sort of backstage than they have in the ring. Yep. Again, this is sort of just, Hey, you're ranked. So let's have a match because the pay-per-view is coming up, but the build wasn't as strong, but that notwithstanding, like I said, who do you see taking this one?
2: Swerving our glory.
1: Stay champs. I don't see the acclaimed taking the title belts. They're ranked, but they're not number one contenders as far as I'm aware. Um,
0: They are not number one.
1: So
2: moving on. There you go. I agree. Swerving our glory is going to retain against the acclaim. Right.
0: Coming up to another grudge match we hear. We have the American Dragon, Ryan Danielson, taking on the Lionheart, Chris Jericho, unofficially for custody of Daniel Garcia.
1: It's Daniel Garcia on a pole march, ladies and gentlemen. We've got it.
0: This again stems from the longstanding rivalry with the Jericho Appreciation Society and the connections to the Blackpool Combat Club. It went back to the Anarchy in the Arena match where they fought and Jericho and Jake Hager getting the submission and pass out win against Daniel. uh, Excuse me, Brian Danielson there. And then furthering the the bickering between the two factions and the added element of the matchups with Daniel Garcia coming into play against Brian Danielson and those matchups that were stellar. Yeah, it came down to a respect spot with Daniel Garcia's mentor, Jericho, interrupting against his hero, Brian Danielson, and ended up kind of having a little bit of peace. And then we had the uh, promo there on this past week's episode of Dynamite, where it just says, hey, we had the confrontation. Look, listen, Jericho's like, hey, stay with me and lead you to the promised land and Ryan coming out and saying you're a wrestler type of thing so again unofficially fighting over the custody of Daniel Garcia so either way to see Danielson and Jericho kind of fight and they've faced off once before maybe twice before in WWE but you know outside just in a singles match they haven't had a ton of interaction with each other again they had the anarchy in the arena match but Cool. So, what are your thoughts on this matchup here?
1: I like, I liked the the Lionheart Chris Jericho version versus um,
0: like Gilmore. the Wizard and type of the, all the other stuff. Yeah,
1: so. I, I do prefer, I do prefer his character work an awful lot more recently. Uh, for Chris Jericho, I love his character work. I think he's he's uh really really good on the mic. He's uh fantastic personality. He knows his character stuff. He's been in the business a long time. Um. And the wizard stuff pisses a lot of people off, and I like that. I think it's funny, um, especially because he just tries to work it in everywhere. If he, he gets a free moment, he just goes, I'm a wizard, and I'll throw a fireball at you if you don't agree with me. Uh, and I just love it. I think it's great. Um, so, seeing uh, seeing him kind of flabbergasted and, and sort of uh, lost for words in the face of losing a protege someone who he has helped out uh and taken under his wing as it were um it's it's interesting because it's some of the best character work that he's done um and it's not necessarily a massive it's not necessarily a massive um betrayal of the group like we had with the Jericho Appreciation Society's formation uh, from the inner circle, you know, whenever we had the big uh, split right down the middle, we just have this one guy who's a really good wrestler, a really good wrestler, and we've said it before, who's in a group doing some really good promo work saying that he is a sports entertainer, Um, and then you have a guy who has, was forced to be a sports entertainer for the longest time, is now getting to live his best life as a wrestler. And, you know, he's the hero of Daniel Garcia. Um, Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that
2: this is wrestler versus wrestler
1: because the Lionheart Chris Jericho is a wrestler's wrestler uh in terms of his ability he's not you know, sports entertainment um that kind of gimmick but uh it's it's wrestling versus wrestling for a wrestler and even the the crowd got in on that uh, sort of promo it's like you're a wrestler and you know all this here so it was really really good to see um a couple of the funny things on the internet is obviously a kangal hat and a pole would have been a nice touch for this signify it was definitely daniel garcia uh Dana Garcia, maybe in a shark cage. That would have been good. Um but you know, all these all these little jokes aside, I really think this is gonna be a good a good match. Uh 10 15 minutes worth of of really good wrestling and it's gonna be a submission. Like the first time I'm calling it, it is gonna be a submission win uh in this match as well.
0: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, obviously. Brian coming back and being a wrestler and featured and just banging on about I'm a wrestler and I'm here to you know take heads off and beat people up and do things and Chris fighting Moxley as Lionheart again which is a more like you said wrestlers wrestler so less there was a little bit of Scott towards the end of that Moxley matchup but notwithstanding I feel like it'll be more again with Brian in the matchup be more of a wrestling match than a sports entertainment match. But with that, who do you see taking this one?
1: Brian Danielson gains custody of Daniel Garcia.
0: I feel like there'll be some there'll be there'll be wrestling. There'll be a little bit of conjecture. Daniel Garcia will come out, cause a distraction, and then Jericho will win because of that distraction. And it was all a turn as Daniel Garcia goes back with Jericho.
2: Interest, interest.
0: So we're split down the middle, but this is another one where I'm good with kind of either way kind of goes. So,
1: yeah, as long as we get to see some good wrestling out of it, and then Danny Garcia just you know doing doing whatever he does and seeing the future of his career, like
2: can't go wrong with either of these boys.
0: Yeah, should be should be a solid matchup for sure. All right, coming up to our next matchup here, we have the casino ladder match for a future AEW World Championship matchup. Again, this is being recorded before Dynamite airs. So at the moment, there are no participants announced, which again, you figured five days before the pay-per-view and this is supposed to be one of your marquee matches here and you don't even have any participants are all going to be
1: announced tonight right before you know right after we've already stated all this
0: so again as a reminder this is being recorded before dynamite goes live so there are no entrants so I have a list of possible entrants that going through the AEW men's roster made sense to me that probably could be in this matchup So I'll kind of run down the matchup here. I've gone ahead and taken Miro and the members of the House of Black out of my potential entrance because based on sort of the last thing we saw with Miro interrupting the matchup or the trios championship that the House of Black had and then Sting and Darby coming to save him, I almost feel like on Rampage they'll announce a six-man for the pre-show for the House of Black, Miro, Sting, and Darby. So I feel like I've taken those combatants out of my possible list. So okay. just with that preface. So folks that I feel like would make sense or would kind of be in the matchup, I have Andrade, Daniel Garcia, Ethan Page, Kip Sabian, Lance Archer, Matt Hardy, Penta of Obscuro, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Sammy Guevara, and Scorpio Sky. All of those folks do not have a matchup on All Out already, and feel like it would make sense. Some of those folks, like Daniel Garcia, getting a bit of a push lately. could see him getting a potential opportunity to be strong in there. Kip Sabian, again, had a little bit of interaction with Pac, and feel like he could do some work in that matchup. Lance Archer, Big Haas. You know, Penta and Ray, always good to see those folks in there doing some uh, some spots in a ladder match for sure. The guys from Ingo Bernables, Andrade and Roosh could be in there. Give Sammy something to do, bring back Scorpio. So again, those guys I feel like could be in there. So Yeah. What are your what are your thoughts potentially and maybe if I missed anybody, who do you see being at it?
1: So I have I have three three things, I have Chaos Theory, okay. I have String Theory, and I have Austin Theory. Which one do you want to hear first?
0: I have Surprise Entrance, so I'll leave that towards the end, so give me your most rational folks first.
1: My most rational is probably the Austin Theory, it's just kind of the the, the silly stuff, like, you know, the, the, the kind of thing, like, you've got the trust busters in there, you know, people that can fill out things uh Pac as well i would like to see Park in there you can't really do anything else uh without you can have the the death triangle in there and, and do do some stuff it's really good to see uh people that you've already mentioned like andrade and roosh they were they were some some stuff in there for me um i did have the house of black in there because i wasn't particularly thinking that um anybody was was going to do anything other than have Miro and them and have an interaction, as well as um, as well as Sting and uh, and his little son. So probably those are the most sort of. Uh, oh, and Sonny Kiss in there as well. Sonny Kiss, in with the Trustbusters, uh has joined recently. So um, those are the ones that I I sort of generally think that's going to happen. And then the uh, loser of because we don't know what's happening on the rampage of this week. Uh, the loser of the Dark Order and Best Friends. So whoever loses out of those two teams, like those three individuals will probably be put into uh the pool be put yeah. into this the pool, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I yeah, I feel like for the folks you mentioned, all those folks make sense. Again, we were a little disappointed with I just sort of a big fun match. There's not no entrance being announced, not even like a couple people. You can't even earn your way to make entry by the winner getting a world championship match, so seems a little piece. so um I have a couple surprise entrants I can share that okay. if you'd like so
1: yeah yeah you go first, you go first
0: super random, and I think none of these guys will be in it, but I'd like it and surprise unofficial chaos piece first one's Adam Cole, so I feel mm-hmm. like you know he's still but. Getting an injury here. My other chaos pick would be MJF.
1: Mm, okay, okay. So those
0: are my sort of surprise, but will not be in the matchup, kind of folks.
1: All right. So that, that's interesting. That is far That is pretty interesting because, like, I haven't haven't quite got to my chaos picks yet. My chaos theory is still there. Okay. String theory, just because you know, I was watching Big Bang Theory the other night. So what do you mean, then? Um. <laughs> I have a couple of picks that will probably be in as a result of previous matches. So, should Big Willy Hobbs win, uh, then I feel like uh, Mister. Vicky Starks would make his way in as a late entrant. Interesting. Uh, pulling double duty, just you know, going in and you know, it would be really it's 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 a it's a crossing the line possibly into chaos theory because he could win that and you know just seeing him sort of take the loss earlier in the, earlier in the day to um maybe win uh and then hangman on a page the other possibility obviously if the dark order go in he too goes in um plus the fact that you know he, he isn't getting a rematch with punk because punk lost so he could be in there and then yeah, Adam Cole was was sort of like a borderline, you know, maybe maybe the uh, the undisputed. Um, are we meant to call them the undisputed or just the undisputed elite? Right. Like the him,
0: undisputed elite.
1: Well, there, there you go. So it was it was going to be him, Fish, and Riley. So that those were like probably they were the three that were probably not going to be in it. They were the closest to chaos, uh, but I really don't think that any three of them would have. Didn't come close to doing anything, so and then I have my super chaos. If you want, want me to finish off with that?
0: Yes,
2: please.
1: All right, so I have a only there's only a couple of people, um, that I have here. So, first of all, obviously, yes, MJF is chaos theory, he comes in at the last person, he he wins like big, big freaking uh, big freaking thing. Um, And then, as I was sort of thinking about this earlier on, my second pick for Chaos Theory is good old Charles Montgomery Punk himself coming in and winning it because this is for a title shot and him calling his
2: shot that night. Interesting. So for him calling his
1: shot for an actual main event, adding a match on the night of the pay-per-view, which is going even further beyond what they do by just waiting until the, the, the day before. And that's why it's super chaos because it annoys the heck out of them.
2: Interesting. So we are, we've
0: had different takes on this matchup because again, there wasn't, there's no build. There's no announcements. There's not, we have nothing to go on. so. Well, looks there like- are
1: other people in there, like the Varsity Blondes as well. Sorry, I should have mentioned them. Um, you know, you probably have members of the factory going in there. Uh, you know, a couple of people here are, are filling in. Like, these are just people that are coming into my mind as I sort of thing. Uh, think about it. Um, because you do have to have your fillers in there. Uh, so Serpentico as well. And um, and probably Hueco del Sol, you know those are those are your standards that are probably going to be there but you know we're all all pretty interested in the uh in the who could possibly win it factor
0: so with that we both shared some picks we've gotten quite the field i'm sure between my list and your list we'll be able to scrounge up eight people to be in the matchup That now the standing she wanted to go shot in the dark and say who's going to win this bad boy
1: charles montgomery punk
0: All right, Cookie Monster Punk, it is. For me, as I kind of think about who you mentioned and do thing, my sort of dark horse, because we have nothing, I'll just take a random guess, Daniel Garcia. So we're both... I like that we had different approaches and different ideas about what this matchup entails, and we are very different in terms of who we think is going to win, so I'm not mad at it, and I actually love it, so...
1: I, I really think that because, because of the fact that the the um the up until recently I don't even think it's it's still been unconfirmed, but the the John Moxley versus CM Punk has still been a part of this. Um because of that. That's why I want this stupid thing. I was just I was just reading through the match stipulations earlier on. It's like receives a future AW World Championship match. Cool. Punk and Moxley is still kind of possibly going to be a thing. That would be the most stupid, ridiculously dumb thing they could do, especially because TK loves waiting to put matches on the card. Why not just put a match on that card right there and then? So that was where my head was at with that. And that's why I think Punk is going to win. But I would love to see Garcia win. I would love to see MJF crop up. I would love to see it, you know, I don't know. There's just so many possibilities that could, could happen. And, um, yeah i'm here for
0: it but i'm sure at least by friday friday evening i'm sure we will be disavowed of all of our picks and actually one's oh, yeah. in this matchup so but None again of the
1: people we have stated is going to be in this match
0: <laughs> like we mentioned this is being recorded before dynamite so we'll see how it plays out all right coming up to our next matchup here 4 a match for the interim aw women's World Championship, we see Tony Storm, Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hukaro Shida face off. So, quick background on this the reason why we're having an interim championship four way match is Thunder Rosa announces that she is injured and will have to step away. So, we are getting an interim championship match here at All Out. So, Tony Storm, which she would have faced. In the matchup here, another strong contender, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter is ranked very high as well, and Hukarushita, former champion. So, what are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Don't like it. Literally, that's it. I don't like it. I, you, you know, my opinion on interim stuff. Um,
0: see last week's episode, folks.
1: See last week's episode. Yes, please. You know, I don't really. I hate repeating myself. Um. I I don't know why TK has a hard on for interim this, interim that. Please just strip people of the title. Uh, or just don't bother doing anything at all. Honestly, with the way they were booking Thunder Rosa, um, like this should have been done months ago. Regardless of injury, honestly. If this was what if this what they planned to do was this, you know or if what they came up to do with this was this, then they should have done this months ago and taken the title off, because or they shouldn't have had her win over Tony Storm.
2: Um, it has been, uh, in my opinion, a boring reign. It has been
1: a babyface reign in the fact that earlier on I stipulated about the Liv Morgan piece. It was all in the chase. She got the chase. She probably shouldn't have the title for that long. I just I don't see
2: the title being on Brit. I don't see the title being on Hater. I don't see the title being on Sheeta. It
1: should have been on Tony Storm. And it should be the that is the outcome that Tony Storm wins this and then holds it and goes on to have a run. Similar to what John Moxley had, and then whenever Thunder Rosa comes back, stomps her in a three minute nine second match or whatever it was for Punk's match, and just completely destroys Thunder Rosa, and you know, whatever like that—that that should be the way it goes.
0: Do you see Tony Storm winning this one?
1: Yes, hundred percent.
0: In terms of this matchup. I would just love the chaos effect of Jamie Hayter or Sheeta winning this matchup. I would love to see them as champion, honestly. Like, I feel like it would be cool. to would be a different type of thing. But where the story is leading, uh, with all due respect to those two ladies, it would feel like Britt or Tony winning this one would have the most favorite or the best odds. But I feel like Tony's taking the win here, so I'm in agreement with you. And yeah, there we go.
1: Yeah, like Jamie Hale, her day will come hundred percent. Hikaru Shida, this is her first match back in a long time. I feel I don't don't actually think she's been in anything uh in stateside for a while. She's been over at stardom. Um or at least she's been over in Japan anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't see either of those two ladies winning this. great
2: Great champion, great Hale.
1: Absolutely love the DMD but dr charlotte flair dmd can take a wee bit of a break uh tony storm can have her reign um and yeah it's it's going to be one of those things that um, jade cargill will come after her
0: should be some fresh interesting matchups if that is indeed the case so we both see tony storm taking the victory here right next matchup here six man trios match we have TNT Champion Wardlow and Ring of Honor AAA and IWGP Champions FTR Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood facing off against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns of Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley. So This all essentially came together when Wardlow faced off against Jay Lethal at, I believe, the Battle of the Belts, if I'm not mistaken, Battle of the Belts 3. Three finish led to some... Shenanigans being there, FTR backed him up, asked for, asked for a trios match, a six-man matchup, essentially against Jay, Sanjay, and Satnam. But Jay ends up uh, through Sanjay, announcing that never stated who, but well, we find out it's the Motor City Machine Guns teaming up with Jay Lethal. So a little throwback to the X Division of TNA Impact against Wardlow and FTR. So where do you see this matchup, and What are your thoughts?
1: Honestly, I've seen the Motor City Machine Guns. It's easy for me to say. Uh, approximately twice. And they were both on, like, Impact
2: uh, shows. Um,
1: I've also seen them more than I've seen Wardlow in the last few months.
2: How much has he cooled off? Hot dang. And you know what the problem is? They
1: are throwing him, I feel like they're throwing him in here at a time that is not going to help him heat up. Because as far as I'm aware, there is an NJPW Tag Team Tournament coming up in October. So a month away maybe the
0: maybe the strong tournament yeah tag team maybe something like that yeah so it's
1: it's something anyway where ftr are supposed to be entering because it was mentioned in the g1 climax tournament that this was going on them being the IWGP, uh whatever tag team champions uh, or whatever you want to call them um they were going to participate or that they they still have to defend these iwgp titles because they haven't done it yet so yeah, it's the Tag League. Yeah, that's it. Um, So Wardlow is in a no-win position here. He is going into this match with a team that is going to be in Japan very shortly. Defending those titles, which is probably why they're not doing anything with the AW Tag Team division. It's really unfortunate for FTR because I would like to see them hold four belts all at the same time because seeing that weirdness would just be hilarious to me. Um, and then it just leaves Wardlow to, to kind of languish in obscurity here. I don't, I don't know what to do with him. Like you said, he has cooled off something awful. Um, yeah, I, I've legitimately seen the Motor City machine guns more than I've seen Wardlow. And that is, that is strange.
0: Yeah, I think for just... The cooling off of Wardlow, again, he had that ma- that match with Ralph Ziegler, uh, Dolph's brother, on Rampage the other week, and hasn't been featured much either in backstage or on there. And, again, with FTR potentially, again, being in the tag league piece here, which makes sense because they wouldn't. They are not facing Swerve in our glory, even though they've been ranked number one for 12 and a half years. Months. Yeah, something like that, a little bit. That notwithstanding... Yeah, it just sort of seemed a little bit of weak sauce in terms of the, the build and kind of the approach to have two sets of champions just not defend, especially Wardlow could have just had a program leading into here, again being one of your pole big big pay-per-views of the year. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of meh about this match, so who do you see winning?
2: Um, Wardlow and FTR. I don't see FTR losing. Um, I don't. I I only
1: think this way because I don't see FTR losing. That's the only thing. Um, Jay Lethal uh, has attempted to bring Wardlow back into the limelight. You know, great good stuff. Wardlow doesn't deserve to lose his title because he's had approximately zero defenses. Let's face it, anybody who he, who he's fought that isn't a big enough name to take the title off him, um, is never
2: going to be a defence, it's just a formality. So,
1: Wardlow and FTR win this, um, I don't particularly see this being a good match. Uh, All people involved are really good wrestlers, I'm not interested in the match, it's just neither here nor there for me.
0: I think unofficially, it's a formality that Wardlow and FTR are going to win. They're both cha- they're both champions. No disrespect to Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns; yeah. those guys are tremendous competitors. But they really you want, are. You want to make your champions look strong. They're going to win this one. So
1: the problem is, even if Jay Lethal and the Motor City
2: Machine Guns win, I don't care. Like it, it's, I really, I really don't care. Like where's that going to go?
1: Probably in the bin.
2: In a dumpster like, fire.
1: Yeah, a dumpster fire, because that's legitimately where TK has Wardlow right now. Well, I don't know what... I don't know why he hates him. It's, it's Brian Cage all over again. He hates big man for some reason. As soon as they gain an ounce of fame, TK is just like, nah, put all the big men in the bin. This isn't WWE. What do you mean? I need, I need small gymnasts, please.
0: Certainly interesting, for sure. With the, again, the cooling off of Wardlow. But yeah, we're both in agreement that we see Wardlow and FDR taking this one. All right. And our final announced matchup here, the tournament final for the Trios World Championship. Again, this is being taped before, it's being recorded rather, before Dynamite. So the finals are not quite set yet. But we have the matchup between United Empire and the Elite. And then the Dark Order and the Best Friends. So, certainly four strong teams leading into this. So, I'll just kind of go into it. Who do you see is going to be in the finals of this matchup?
2: I don't see it being anybody other than the Elite and the Dark Order. Like, I just don't think that it can be anyone else. Like. I'll go ahead and just jump in here.
0: I'm in agreement that it's going to be the elite versus the dark order makes most makes most sense with they've kind of unofficially been kind of waiting for Kenny to come back to introduce these titles. So for him to be featured in the tournament finals would make most sense and the, on the other side of the bracket we see dark order and best friends, the storyline would lead. And would make most sense if the elite faced off against the dark order with the presence of hangman at ringside and slash supporting the dark order. So that's what makes the most sense storyline and kind of makes the most sense in terms of the build. All
1: right. I don't don't think there's anything that you can kind of. Put in here and be like, "All best friends would be really good against the elite." There's no story there. United Empire would be really good against the Dark Orders Like again, there's no story there. Why would you have NJPW guys even get to the finals? So yeah, definitely the elite versus the uh, the Dark Order here.
0: All right. So now that we're in agreement about who will be in the finals, who do you see taking the win for those
2: two teams? The Dark Order. See the Dark Order taking it.
1: Yeah. A little bit of chaos thrown in there. Um, I feel like it could be, uh, it's probably going to be the Elite, don't get me wrong. I just feel like with them coming in and then waiting for Kenny to bring this this sort of trio's title in, it's foregone conclusion that they're the ones to get it. I like the underlying story that, um, you know, Hangman has been in the corner for... The the Dark Dark Order for a long time, ever since the passing of uh, the ones group, Brody Lee. Um, So, you know, he has been a sort of really good friend to them. And there have been occasions before where Hangman hasn't really made, you know, made use of them or relied on them or done anything. And whenever this trio's title uh, thing started, we saw a really cool interaction where the Bucks came in and was like, Will you be our trio's partner? And he said, Look, no guys, I'm I'm gonna stick with the dark order here. They've been my friends, they've been through you know, they've they've I've um I've relied on them for for a lot and you know they've been there whenever I've needed them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that was really cool to see, and I was super stoked for that interaction. So it's really gonna be one of those that um The elite are going to come out, you're going to have that pomp and circumstance, you're going to have an amazing entrance, Kenny's going to come out, look, a million bucks, and then you're going to have the Dark Order come out with Hangman, Adam, Page, and they're going to be dressed in cowboy stuff, and you're just like, yes, come on, boys. Um, And it's, I believe it's uh, Vance, Silver, and Reynolds, right? That's That's the trio that they've went with? Yeah, John uh, yeah, Silver, so like,
0: Reynolds, and Preston Vance 10. Yeah. Preston Vance.
1: Which, by the way, I like the fact that they're not calling him Preston Vance as opposed to just 10. Like they're giving everybody their names. They're sort of maybe moving away from that. Maybe we'll see him uh someday without the mask. But I do like this sort of Slade style mask. Besides this point. Um like I, I would love to see them all come out with with the chaps, with the you know, Preston wearing the cowboy hat over the over the mask, um, just, it would look so good, it would, I would love it. It would make me smile from ear to ear, and, um, yeah, for, for Hangman to come out and be in their corner, whereas the Elite have uh, branding colour and stuff, you're just like, okay. We we know what way this is going to be.
0: So you're going with a Dark Order, taking the tiles? Yeah,
1: just for the feel-good factor. Um, I feel like that this is the way it should be uh, for me for the feel good factor.
0: I feel like everything's leading toward the elite taking the win here with all the whole conjecture of, again, Tony Khan kind of waiting for Kenny to be healthy again, to kind of come back. It almost feels sort of apropos for them to win it. So I do like everything you mentioned and it'll be, there'll be some story beats within the match again. Hangman should be at ringside for the Dark Order, and they will be, I'm sure, a triple down or some point, and Hangman will try to rally the troops and everything, and I'm sure they'll be almost like uh, a piece he's up on the apron, and they they go and swing him into the ropes, and they try not to hit him, and a little bit of distraction to set in a third, but I feel ultimately the elite will triumph over the Dark Order, and further blur the lines and deepen those roots of the story. With hangman on the other side,
2: yeah, I, I feel like to add on to the little story beats as well. Either Preston
1: or Johnny Hungy are gonna hit the buckshot lariat. I would love to see Johnny Hungy do it. <laughs> Seeing that little dude with that big arm just trying to hit that buckshot lariat on Kenny Omega of all people—that that'd be so good. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna be mad at the elite winning. It's what I expect to happen, uh, but I want the Dark Order to win for the feel-good factor and to maybe, you know, assist my cold, dead, shriveled heart into uh, beating one more time this year.
0: Sounds good. So we both see one the Elite and one the Dark Order taking it, but we're in agreement that it's going to be the Elite versus the Dark Order in the final matchup. Indeed. So with that, that again being recorded before dynamite, those are the 10 schedule matchups. So we both have a sneaky suspicion that AEW, especially on rampage on Friday, will add more matches. So I'll throw it over to you. Do you have any inclinations about matchups they may add to all out?
1: I can see them adding two matches.
0: Okay. That would possibly be, a th- that would possibly make it 12. a third, okay, so yeah. So twelve,
1: thirteen. A um, with you mentioning earlier on about the Malachi Black, um, House of Black versus Miro sort of thing, that kind of took over my head where we were going to be, um, we were going to be seeing some, uh, we were going to be seeing some more, uh, replay into that. You know, maybe maybe the 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 triple match, um, the aforementioned punk winning the latter match and getting the the match there and then that's a second match that i do 100 percent believe that tk will do because he's annoying the hell out of me
2: um
1: and a third match could be the possibility of um just the factory versus Bishamon or something like this here something in the, on the pre-show uh you know if, if that's to be added Uh, Because we all know Rampage is a place for for somebody else, like we could see, um, because we already have Tom Ishii on on the card, there's the possibility, and obviously uh, the possibility of United Empire going on to the finals as well, obviously we don't think that, but possibility is there. There is the NJPW link up, so possibly Bishamon coming in
2: and having another go at the factory. Fair enough.
0: Okay, I'm, I'd be down to see any of those matchups. I'm going to go with, because I gave it away a little earlier, yeah, because I took them out of the casino ladder match. I feel like House of Black versus Miro, Darby, and Sting on the pre-show, yeah, I feel like that's going to be added as a trios match. I feel like, because it's still being rumored, I feel like John Moxley versus Punk is going to get added somehow. Wouldn't make sense. You gotta, give me, you gotta give me a story, but because it's quote-unquote unofficially still slated behind Not the scenes, so you, you gave me an actual way to figure that out, so I do appreciate you for that. But those, those legitimately, I would feel, the trios match of the House of Black versus Miro, Sting, and Darby on the pre-show and Mox versus Punk 2, the rematch, I feel like it would probably be added. So,
1: yeah, it's it's just one of those things that, unfortunately, like we said before, we said multiple times now, this is being recorded due to circumstances that were out of our control because PT was already planning to move, and you know, then wrestling decided we're gonna have three pay-per-views this one weekend. You have to cover some of them. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, as well, because I live in the UK. Uh we had to record this before 1 a.m. when dynamite would be uh, uh, when dynamite would be going on. So um again, a little bit out of our control. So uh, unfortunately we're not hundred percent sure of all these matches, but those are our three uh, choices for absolute random chaos that TK will probably add it.
0: So again appreciate your understanding. I'm sure some of these will be null and void and our guesses will probably be wrong, but that's okay. We're having fun with predictions because the predictions unlike Paul Heyman are not spoilers. So
1: yeah, we might not always be right, but we're never wrong PT. Okay. We're just not right at the time.
0: So those are our predictions for AEW's all out pay-per-view coming up this weekend. So if you agree or you have ideas for matchups as well, definitely let us
2: know in the comments down below on YouTube or on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So that about wraps it up
0: for us. How was that for you, brother? How was quite, quite the show here.
1: It was quite the long one. The, uh, the unfortunateness of having to cover all of these matches and still having to throw in guesswork. You know, not being able to, uh, give our whole unadulterated opinion, but merely a guess, We're still good though.
2: Yeah.
0: Good discussions, but we'll see how things play out subsequently in this weekend with all the wrestling action.
2: So for TF Joker. Thank you very much for tuning in and
1: definitely sticking with us. This has been a big one.
0: And for me, pretty Tony, we thank you for your time. Let's be a party day, and remember: be good to yourself, be good to each other, and we will catch you next time. Peace.